This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dr. Dawn on Careers. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and I lead career coaching for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. And we are incredibly excited today because we are back live in the studio every Thursday at noon Eastern on Sirius XM 132. So give us a call at 844-942-7866. We are here with Dion and Dana, the team that makes this possible. And I am so thrilled to be back. And also, I'm so thrilled that it is October. And you know what that means, Dion? That means all of our pre-break quiz questions from here on out will be based on horror or Halloween. So that is not what I thought you were going to say. Really? I thought you were going to say something about your birthday. Oh, gosh. Forget my birthday. It's <laughs> Halloween. There are much more exciting things in the month of October, Dion. But speaking of pre-break quizzes, before we dive into our show, and I'm super excited for our guest today because she is fantastic and a great person to answer all of your job search questions if you want to get on the line, 844-942-7866. We have to answer last week's pre-break quiz. I will tell you, in over five <laughs> years, Dion, not once have we ever run out of time to answer the quiz in five years, which makes me excited because we had so many callers last week that that was a great reason not to answer it. But I hadn't forgotten. <laughs> I did. I know. I, I know. until like five this morning. I was like, oh boy. Oh, yeah. I couldn't, like... I couldn't even think of what the question was. Well, I will tell you again. And it's funny because I did get some people sending me answers and not a one got, the, got it right. So um, I guess it's harder than I thought. Of course it is. <laughs> All right. So if you missed it last week and you want to get on the line and help Dion, because now that I've gotten so many responses that were incorrect, I realized maybe this is harder than I thought. So, okay, many people decided to take extended road trips to various places this summer and stay in Airbnbs. And obviously there's a lot of amenities offered. And when searching... A pool was the top choice for people in terms of the amenity checklist. What was the second one, Dion? Okay, see, here's the thing. Yeah. I've never had, like, stayed in the Airbnb. Okay. I've never even taken an Uber. That's a whole different story. Wow. Okay, we have to dig into that at some (laughs) point. I figured that was going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say a private bathroom. Like, I don't know if that's not a thing. In Airbnb, but that's that's what I'm going with. Oh, you know, that's a really good one, considering the environment. That's not right. Oh. I think I gave a hint on air that said it's something that I would need, which I know is not helpful. So based on that, I got answers of a gym, which is a good call, because I okay. do like having gym. That was not right. Um, I got answers of Wi-Fi. Again, another good answer. Not right. A coffee machine. Oh, that's good, too. Coffee machine or a Wawa. So Dana's chiming in here. Dana, Dana, what's your answer? So I was debating between either laundry or a set like an office because I feel like everybody's working remotely. So 
I think that people now desire having some sort of office space. But because you said it's something you would need, I'm going to go with laundry. I don't know what that means that I would need that, Dana. <laughs> well, because, because we've been working remotely, and I feel like you don't necessarily have to have a separate office. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Laundry would be nice, too. The answer is actually um, takes pets. Takes pets. A lot oh. of people got COVID dogs, COVID cats, COVID bunnies, COVID lizards. Co- COVID lizards? Yeah. I, I was about to say COVID bunnies, and then you kept going to, to lizards, and that, that, <laughs> that confused me more. Yeah, so people are getting COVID pets. And, of course, I have I have a little monster, seven-pound cat, um, and she would, she would not stand for it if I left her at home. So it is pets and um, all great guesses, but I wanted to close the loop on that because a lot of people are reaching out, and I, I knew it was driving them nuts, especially you, Dion. Well, yeah. So thank you, Dana, Dion. I love being back in the studio so we can do this. But let's get in to today's open calls because today is all about you. We are live, and from here on out, Every week we are taking your calls all hour long, and I'm so excited to have our guest back with us, Job Jenny. So if you have not followed or listened to Jenny Foss, you are in for a treat today because... Jenny is a career strategist, recruiter, and resume writer who helps people thrive in their careers and survive the job search. She's a regular contributor to Forbes.com, USA Today, U.S. News and World Report, and her website, JobJenny.com, was named among Forbes' top 75 websites for your career. She has several popular LinkedIn learning videos on LinkedIn, and I'm so excited that she is joining us today on Dr. Dawn on Careers. Welcome, Jenny. Well, hello. Wow, that was that was. I feel like all good about myself after listening to that intro. Well, you should. I, I had to actually cut it down because there's so many fantastic things that you've done <laughs> in the world of job search and career that I, I'm like, well, I have to actually have to talk to Jenny, so I have to cut it off somewhere. But I'm so excited you're here because I know you've been even creating more LinkedIn learning videos, and LinkedIn has been making a number of them free for everybody in this yeah. situation. So, so yeah. tell us a little bit about the ones that have. I mean, they're all wildly popular, but tell us the ones that are people are really kind of um, diving into right now to help them with their, their job search. Well, I think um, what a lot of people are, are needing help with is kind of the, I'll call it the soup to nuts, you know, like the whole strategy and the paperwork um, and getting going in the interview process. So we do have one course that covers, you know, at a top-line level, all of those topics. It's called um, A Career Strategist uh, Guide to Getting a Job. Um, And then another one that's been really popular is uh, video interview tips. So Mm -hmm. with COVID, so many of us are, most of us, that's how we're doing interviews, phone and Zoom or Skype. So... I noticed that that one is is really getting a lot of engagement and, and visitors. So those would probably be the two. Yeah, I I would say I think a lot of people 
underestimate how tough a video interview is because you essentially now are responsible for setting up half of the environment, which is a lot of responsibility in addition to all of the other things you have to think about for an interview. So, hey, if you've got a video interview coming up, we've got the expert right here on the line. Give us a call, 844-942-7866. So, Jenny, what are some of uh, the things that people often forget to think about when they're going into their video interview that might get in the way of them making a great first impression? I think uh, for a lot of people, the big mistake is they don't practice, number one. So I, th- I think it's a great thing to to maybe do a Zoom call with a friend or a spouse or something and have them go in the other room or your friend across town. And so you can then view it back. In Zoom, you can record. So like look at how it looks to you. Um, a big one is just not looking at the, the camera. We tend to look at the screen because that's where the person is, but when you do that on a, a video interview, it looks like you're looking down and not making eye contact. So that, that's the weirdest part for a lot of people is getting used to that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I also think we need to get comfortable with glitches because sometimes people freeze and pause oh, and, yeah. and you're, you're, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Is this thing on? Yeah. You know, am I muted? <laughs> and it can get, you can get frazzled just from those types of things. Oh, for sure. I would always ask your recruiter or if you're in direct contact with the interviewer, ask, is there a backup number if we lose our connection that I should just call? And then you'll just have that peace of mind. You're not panicking. Oh, my God, that's going to ruin it for myself. You can just pick up the phone and call them. Oh, love that. Have a backup plan so that you are prepared. What a great tip, Jenny. Hey, 844-942-7866. We are live all hour long on Dr. Dawn on Careers with a fabulous guest. We have Job Jenny here, and she is an expert in all things job search, career, resume, interviewing. So if you are in the job search process right now or anticipate being, this is a perfect day to give us a call, 844-942-7866. And if you've missed previous episodes of Dr. Dawn on Careers, we were with new material all summer long. We talked about so many things like how to build a hybrid career, strategies to be a better ally, the future of work, tips for starting a new job in the pandemic. And of course, we had our five-year anniversary show in August, which was a blast. And if you've missed it, all of these can be found on iTunes. Just subscribe to Dr. Dawn on Careers and you will not miss another episode. So Jenny, let's, let's talk a little bit more about video interviews because I think this is a a great interim strategy. And I suspect that even when we're able to interact in a more normal way, that companies are recognizing the value of this in in cutting costs and being more efficient. So I think think they're going to expect that people are pretty proficient on video, not just for the interview, but because this is how they're going to be communicating with clients and maybe vendors. So I think I think there was a period of time where people were a little bit more patient. But I suspect that as we move forward, there's going to be an expectation that you're pretty skilled doing the, the Zoom meetings or Blue Jeans or whatever platform you're using. That is a great point. That's a great point. I mean, come on, guys. We've been doing this for how many months now? So even if you haven't done a video interview for a job, the expectation is that you've been doing plenty of Zoom calls or Blue Jeans or Skype. Um, 
And and so if that's not you and you're like, ooh, ooh I would proactively learn this because, yeah, I, I do think you're right. There, there, there's not going to be as much flexibility and patience. Now, that's not to say that, you know, if something horrible goes wrong, <laughs> that they're not going to, you know, have some empathy and, and tolerance. But, yeah, you you are going to be expected to know what you're doing on a, on a video chat. And so I think it's important to practice, um, you know, even with features that you may not use regularly. I've, I've heard people say that they've asked me to write on the whiteboard and I had no idea what that was. Or, you know, they, they, they don't know how to use the features of raising hands and things like that, which I think, again, people were, were a little bit more patient with over the summer when it seemed like a temporary fix. But now that it's moving to a permanent fix, I think we have to, to do this. I think we have to perhaps invest if we're able in in a in a background and it could just be a plain iron sheet for for to make it professional to invest in lighting um you know again there's you can get a selfie ring that works pretty well on on Amazon for about $10 but i think these things are going to be uh, expected because it's going to be our first impression. Hey, 844-942-7866, are you a recruiter who's using video interviewing? Have you noticed things that candidates do that actually lessen their chances in the video interview that you want to share with our listeners so that they don't make that mistake? We'd love to hear from you. 844-942-7866. So, Jenny, I'm really excited to have you back on the show, and I have kind of was looking at your LinkedIn profile again and one of the core beliefs that that you have on there is that fortune favors the bold and that it's better to ask forgiveness than permission so how does this relate to the world of <laughs> yeah. careers I love that because that is so you that is so you that's great <laughs> how does this relate to careers in in our job search oh it relates in so many ways because I think a lot of people are very fearful of oh, I don't want to reach out to that person, they'll think I'm weird, or, oh, I, I, I don't want to interrupt their day, or, it, you know, fill in the blank. And and so by by allowing that belief to dictate how you progress or proceed in job search, I think a lot of people miss out on opportunities that will genuinely give them an advantage. Now, I will say that you need to learn how to approach people, for instance, in an authentic and strategic um, and also mindful way, mindful of their time. But, but if you reach out to no one through your job search because you're afraid of, you know, that bold move, you know, there's 0% chance that you're going to get that, that really valuable support. I love the idea of being bold because to me, bold, Jenny, means like um, different and standing out. And I think especially in the competitive world that we're in right now, you have to stand out. Even if you've got great skills, sometimes you can get lost in the mix. So for those of you who are in a job search or maybe you're, you're stuck not getting any responses from from applications, I, you know, I would say take Jenny's advice and do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. If everyone else is applying online, then go to your network. Think about things like a boomerang career, which is going back to uh, perhaps a company you've worked for previously that you left on good terms and you have the insider skill sets to help them, maybe even just on a project basis. Think about places where you can meet people who can 
broaden your circle. Think about companies that are booming right now and do a search of friends and family who might know people working there because a lot of jobs are not posted online. So if you are combing the job boards every day and getting discouraged, what I would encourage you to do is step away from that process, especially if it's not working for you, and do the opposite. Because we know more than 70% of jobs are not posted online. They are found through networks. So if you're online and you're getting discouraged, know this. You're only seeing 30% of what's actually available. Hey, 844-942-7866, are you struggling in your job search? I know there's been a lot of announcements this week about potential furloughs and layoffs that are coming. If you're thinking about entering a job search, please give us a call, 844-942-7866. We want to help you strategize. We want to help you plan. We want to help you, as Jenny says, be bold and stand out, 844-942-7866. So something else you um, you say too, Jenny, is that done well, personal branding can take you enormously far in your career. I, I want to break that down because I think one, a lot of people don't think about branding as it relates to themselves or a job search. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, secondly, after you define that, then talk about how it can take you far in your career. Well, it's important to know that you actually have a brand whether you are intentionally trying to put it out there or not, and that your brand is how people are perceiving you in the marketplace, uh, in a big place where they gather those perceptions, especially now that we're not <laughs> going into offices, is through your your digital digital footprint. And so, you know, you know, you can either just accept the brand that people you know put together and assume is you, or you can thoughtfully curate that and manage that in a way that aligns with where you're trying to be professionally, what you want to be known for professionally. I think that is so smart. And one of the examples that always comes to mind when I hear that is when I way back, way back in my 20s, when I was looking to get a promotion and lead my first team, my my very wise manager said to me, Dawn, here's what you need to do. You need to pretend there's a big L on your your sleeve for leader. And everything you do, you have to act with that in mind. So things like she she would say to me, well, you close your door a lot when you're working, which of course I do because I'm an introvert. But she's like that, that, you know, I'm like, yeah, I don't. Yes, it's it it wasn't meant to send a message, but it does. So she's like, if you want to be a leader, you have to, you know, be more approachable or, you know, things like, um, you know, how you show up in meetings and and are you speaking up and are you asking questions? And so I thought that was such a great way, even though she didn't tie it to brand at the time, it was such a great lesson for me to think about brand in a way that makes total sense. Okay, I have a goal. I want to be a leader in this organization. So if I put that L on my sleeve, this is going to make me think about how I'm behaving and how I'm showing up. 844, isn't it a great example? I love that. It still sticks with me. And shout out to Susie Brock. You are awesome. And also an October baby. Uh, 844-942-7866. We're going to go right to the phones with Christine in Michigan. Christine, welcome to the show. What is on your mind today? Hi. um, Well, I'm calling because I recently turned 50. And, you know, I'm concerned about um, retirement. And I am 
have been with the same company for 20 years. I work in the IT industry. And ideally, I'd love to, you know, be able to stay with my company through retirement. But I know there's a lot of unknowns in the future, especially within IT. And I'm really just looking for advice for how to really handle my career in my 50s to either stay with the co- be able to stay with the company I'm with or be prepared in case I can't um, so that I'm not forced into some sort of an early retirement. Right. So I would say it's not an either or, it's an and. My my thought is switchers are the future of work and we all have to be ready to reinvent Christine because, I mean, I've been laid off twice in my career. First time was with Arthur Anderson 20 years ago when I thought I would be with that company forever. And for those of you um, who recall the Enron scandal, that dream of mine dissipated very quickly through no fault of my own and we are all at risk of that happening so I think it's great you're thinking about it and I think if you have the opportunity to stay with your company and that's what you choose to do that's awesome but I also think it's important to reinvent and stay marketable Jenny what advice do you have for Christine yeah, this is this is an area we work in a lot in the consultancy that you know with our coaching clients is you know, I am, you know, mid senior level in my career or even if you're not, you know, if you've been in a place that that by and large you've enjoyed, you've progressed, uh, but now you're like, hmm, I wonder if there's lasting power here or hmm, it's kind of feeling like it you know, not like it used to being prepared. You know, having you know, it, you know, sorted out in terms of what would my next job be? What is my messaging? You know, how can I prepare for this both, you know, strategically and getting my, I call it the paperwork, my resume, my LinkedIn prepared. Not only, you know, maybe something comes my way and I can quickly mobilize on it, but in terms of if you need to move quickly, you're ready. You're clear on you know, your direction and your brand and, and maybe even a little excited about it. And, and so if need be, you can mobilize, you know, right away. I love two words that you mentioned, Jenny, mobilize and ready. I think these are things that are so critical with how fast things are changing in our world in terms of automation, in terms of globalization. Obviously, we're in a pandemic. And I think I think those two words are are central to us having maybe you call it a safety net but what we know Christine is that job security never existed it certainly doesn't exist now and a lot of people are realizing this for the first time that great performance isn't enough to keep your job you have to constantly be reskilling and upskilling to meet the markets and as someone in IT you probably do that pretty regularly and it's it's a great industry to be in because it's one that will continue to evolve and grow and um, have a lot of opportunities but there's two other things that you need to remain um, to build job security within yourself, I'll say. And and that is a strong brand, as Jenny was mentioning a few minutes ago. People need to know what you're great at and they need to know, it needs to be visible. They need to, when they think of IT and a specific thing that you're an expert at, they need to think Christine. The other thing is you need that network because so many jobs are filled before they reach public eyes. A lot of what happens today is people are getting hired in roles that would never 
be an option for most of us because they never hit the public job boards. So I think if you constantly build those three things, reinventing your skills, staying up with the the marketable skills to having a visible brand so people know what you bring to the market and what problems you solve in the market and then three building that network. I think you will have an opportunity to land on your feet no matter what happens, pandemics, um, you know, economy changes, aliens, whatever is going to come your way. So, I mean, we just don't know anymore. So, aliens. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said that a year ago, but but no, no, that's next. <laughs> yeah. But in 2020, I, I just don't know. So, um, Christine, is that helpful? Oh, it's really helpful. No, thank you very much. Yeah, and I think you're very wise bringing this up because it sounds like right now everything is kind of going swimmingly, and I think that's the perfect time to be thinking about this because it's a lot different process when you get the rug pulled out from under you and now you're in a desperate situation. So the perfect time to be planning is exactly where you are. Thank you so much for giving us a call, Christine. We appreciate it. This is what we're here for on Dr. Dawn on Careers, 844-942-7866. And we are here with Jenny Foss, aka Job Jenny, a career strategist, recruiter, resume writer who helps people thrive in their careers. She has a fantastic award award-winning website, jobjenny.com, and is in several publications. So if you're not following her, I highly recommend it, especially if you're looking to manage your career and maybe you're going to be in a job search. Hey, something else that, that you need to know, seasonal hiring is in full swing right now. It is October 1st right now, and it probably snuck up on you. I know it snuck up on me. But if you're thinking about a job for the the holiday season, retailers are hiring right now. So you need to be thinking about this early. And they're expecting to make a lot of accommodations for shoppers because of social distancing, which means the sales season is going to begin earlier than usual. So Target is planning to hire 130,000 while delivery companies like FedEx and UPS are U.S. <laughs> I would say USB. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Plan to hire 70000 and 100000 respectively. Last year, pay was starting at $14 an hour, but now that's more than doubled up to $30 an hour. And some companies are introducing things like earn and learn programs, providing tuition assistance. So check these out. Other retailers to look at CVS, Amazon, Lowe's, Ace Hardware, Albertsons, lots of them out there. But don't wait because these companies are getting started very early this year and you don't want to miss it. Hey, 844-942-7866, do you have a career question? Or maybe you're in a job search and it is not going as well as you had anticipated. We want to help you. We want to give you advice that may tweak your process and just change everything. 844-942-7866. But we have to go to our second pre-break quiz of the day to much to Dion's delight. There's a quiz? Yes, there's always a quiz, and in the month of October, we are going to make them all about Halloween and horror because that's fun. Um, Okay, so a survey 
to learn about the most popular Halloween candy in each U.S. state revealed that many states agree on things like Reese's, M&M's, Snickers, and Milk Duds, which were voted most popular by a number of states. Three states, North Dakota, Tennessee, and Oklahoma, voted for hot tamales. Um, But South Dakota selected a more unusual choice. And that's my question. What did South Dakota select at its most popular Halloween candy? And I will give you a hint. It is a candy and it is vile. And that's your hint. 844-942-7866. If you think you know, join us. We love to play our pre-break quiz. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Career Sirius XM 132. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. On Business Radio. Welcome back to Dr. Dawn on Career. It's Sirius XM Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we are live right now. 844-942-7866, answering all of your job search and career questions. If you're in a tough job search or not getting any bites from your resume, give us a call because we are taking your calls right this second. 844-942-7866. And we are here with Job Jenny, who is a career expert answering all of your job search questions. And we're going to go right back to the phones with Glenn in New Jersey. Glenn, welcome to the show. It's on your mind today. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Great. Doing well. Great. Thanks for calling, Glenn. So my question is, I'm in IT, um, long, long-term uh, IT person. So uh, I'm later in my career. I'm 63. I've been contracting for a number of years. I wondered what your thoughts are on... Um, keeping on the contractor track versus seeking permanent employment. Ooh, and you're in IT. Can you tell us what kind of IT you do, yeah, Glenn? I'm on the business side. So I function as a business architect, as a project manager, as an engagement manager on both the corporate and the vendor side of, of contracts. And I do a lot of, I specialize in e-commerce, uh, front office and back office so e-commerce, retail, product catalog, supply chain. I also do a fair amount of work in the pharma space on mobile applications, client and customer-facing websites, things like that. You, you so I've just... been contracting for years, and it's gone pretty well. I just wondered what are your thoughts are, what, what are your thoughts on continuing to pursue contracts versus seeking a permanent position, well, I can director see, level or above. I can see why you've done well, Glenn, because you, you just named like the top 10 skills in demand right now. So that makes a lot of sense. But I'm, I'm going to turn it over to Jenny. And um, go ahead, Jenny. What are your thoughts? Consulting versus long-term employment. Pros, cons, thoughts for Glenn? Yeah, well, I think a lot of pros right now, Glenn, and especially in the field that you're in. Um, you are in uh, a quite in-demand sector right now, you know, even with COVID or, or actually partially because of COVID because there's so much technology needed right now um, in the way we're shifting the businesses. But, um, you know, what I have noticed is that um, IT roles, well, really, a, a lot of roles that have been kind of coming back in terms of people who were furloughed or laid off, um, sometimes they're coming back in the form of contract or project-based uh, roles. So partially that's because 
um, it's a workaround for some companies that maybe don't have the authority or the ability to unfreeze, you know, if they're on a hiring freeze, they can't unfreeze it, but they still need people in. So this is a really good time, especially in IT, for project-based employees. Um, so I would say as long as you feel that that's a fulfilling and comfortable way for you to work, I, I think there's a lot of potential uh, now and will continue to have that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Jenny. I think some of the main reasons people seek uh, full-time internal employment are for the benefit. So I would think about that as you um, you know, move forward. Do you need certain benefits around health care, disability, insurance, those kinds of things that would be better suited internally to a company? And if you don't need those things, that's one of the core things that helps people to make that, that decision in the U.S. anyway. Um, I do think, to Jenny's point, more and more roles are going to be not based on headcount per se, but more based on projects. So companies are going to be looking for individuals who can come in and work on projects. And the fact is, if you do a great job, those same companies will probably have another project and another project and another project. Obviously, you can you can make more cash doing the consulting than if you're an internal employee, especially if you don't need those benefits. So I think based on what you told us you're doing, being a free agent is going to be more lucrative potentially for you. If you're decent at selling yourself, which it sounds like you are, and you are open to the ambiguity that might come with this situation, I think that's even better. And it sounds like you've been doing it for a long time, so you've learned to manage that. And I would tell anybody who's struggling with this decision, this decision and using the, well, a, a an internal full-time position is more secure. It's absolutely not. It is absolutely not. We, we Most states are at will, and you can get hired as a permanent employee, and six months later, they have a change in strategy. So if if that's your reasoning, I, I would ask you to question that because I know it might feel safer because you're signing all this paperwork and you're on payroll, but it's not necessarily. What is important, Glenn, is that you keep up with your skills, you keep up with your network, you build a strong brand as an expert in this field, which you're doing. And I think that's important whether you're a consultant or an internal employee. And because you're a consultant, you're going to focus on those things even more because you have to. What are your thoughts on that, Glenn? Um, exactly. I agree with everything you said. Um, let me add another. Uh, so I do the research. In fact, I'm in the middle of researching something now as I listen and call you. Um, so I, I hear you. The other thing I wanted to hear your thoughts on was the age issue. So I am 63, but people tell me, you know, Glenn, you don't sound like an old guy. You don't have an old guy's head. Like, I still like going to work, ladies. I never complain about Mondays, even though my kids are already grown. Um, so my plan is I want to work till I'm 70 at least uh, and stay current in the field. What I was wondering is simply by showing experience on your CV, everybody can estimate how long you've been around, how old you are, et cetera. So um, I wonder what's your thoughts on, you know, basically at some point you get the same 15 or 20 years of experience. You know, let's say you get the same 10 years of experience two or three times over, right? And if I can get a manager for 45 versus a manager who's 62, um, what do I do, you know, as a hiring person, right? So I wonder what are your thoughts on the age issue? I almost feel like being a more experienced worker as a contractor 
actually helps me. And I've told interviewers a couple of times, you know, much younger people um, who just didn't know how to deal with somebody my age. I said to them, look, my job here is to make you look good. I've already screwed up two or three times things that you've never even thought of. And he starts laughing. And he goes, Glenn, you got the job. <laughs> you know, so I wonder, what are you <laughs> I love that. You know, Am I, uh, you know, am I seeing what's really out there in the world, or is, is is my experience, you know, somewhat unique? I wondered what your two thoughts were. Yeah, go for it, Jenny. You know, first, Glenn, you've got a great attitude about the whole thing, and I, it, it sounds like it's serving you well. So, the answer to the question: Does ageism exist? Yes, it does. And even if people don't think they're exhibiting it, we as humans sometimes make snap judgments about people that we don't even realize we're making it. So in our culture in the United States, we tend to equate vitality with youth. That's, that's just reality. And so as we get older, there could be a perception like, oh, she's getting dated in her skills. Oh, you know, she's just riding it out for the rest of her career. So to offset that, <clears throat> There are a number of things we can do, and it sounds like you are doing, and, and that is staying current with your, your skills, especially technology, especially for you, um, being energetic and enthused about your job. You know, you're not acting like, you know, oh, I'm getting old. And then, you know, being aware that coming across, you know, physically, you know, as somebody who is vibrant and engaged, it's really going to go a long, long way. And, and last is what you're doing is, is just being aware that a younger manager may feel threatened by you and, and doing what you can to put them at ease with that and, and maybe even helping them see that, you know, you're there to help them look good, which is fantastic that you've done that. So agree, Glenn. And I often recommend, because Jenny is right, ageism is a real thing. I know there's a lot of laws against it, but it's terribly difficult to prove and expensive to prove. So I often tell people who are struggling with getting hired because of that issue to look at contract roles, to prove what you can do, to show what you can do. And a lot of companies, again, we're being honest, we're being real. Again, they'll never tell you this, but they're worried that if you come on, you're just going to kind of uh, ride the the wave until retirement and not contribute. So that, I think, is part of what makes them hesitant to bring people on full time and why they're more open to bringing on contractors. And quite honestly, I think you're doing it right. Right, because you have confidence in your abilities and you're confident that you can come in and show them that you're going to do a great job. And I imagine you have a lot of repeat clients because of that, because they know that, hey, Glenn's on the job. It's going to get done. Is that helpful, Glenn? It is. It's very helpful. I, I enjoy your show and uh, listening to you on the business channel. So thanks for taking my call. Thanks for your time, ladies. Well, thank you, Glenn. And we hope you call back. Call us anytime. 844-942-7866. I think that was a a great example, um, Jenny, because we hear this a lot, and especially during the pandemic, of people who are saying, I'm, I'm, you know, ageism is a thing, but now it's even more rampant because there's fewer jobs and you know, more competition. Mm-hmm. So so what is some advice that you give your clients? Um, I know Glenn brought up the resume and, and, you know, how years of experience. And we know employers do the math. We know it. So what are some of the things you could do in your LinkedIn and resume to avoid that? 
LinkedIn resume, both. Obviously, you can make decisions on how far back I go. Do I add my graduation from college dates? I do not, by the way, (laughs) for that reason. Me either. (laughs) But there are other things that you can do. And, And like I mentioned, one of the big ones is do I show up on paper, online, as somebody who has kept up with technology um, so, so if there are technologies used in your industry and in, in your role that that you know and you know will be valuable, make sure you put those front and center. Uh, maybe showcasing ongoing education that you've done in your education section, or, or you know, more prominently even, where it becomes very obvious that that you're still excited about your field and, and being very mindful about staying current. Um, that's so critical. Um, And then, you know, like on LinkedIn, how does your LinkedIn photo look? And I know people are are sometimes like, it shouldn't matter what I look like. Well, you know what? It does. It doesn't from like, is he handsome? Is she pretty? So much as, does this look like a person who is still vibrant, you know, and in touch? I totally agree. 844-942-7866. You have to look like on your LinkedIn that you are active on LinkedIn. Don't just slap up a profile, you know, waltz around with 177 connections and a... <laughs> or a fewer. Yeah, or fewer. Um, and, and a, you know, the standard background because that's basically communicating, all right, some somebody told me I need to be on LinkedIn, so I'm on LinkedIn, but, you know, here's my Sears background picture and I put no effort effort into it. That's a problem because LinkedIn is often the first introduction you have to somebody when you have an informational interview, when you're networking, when you're going for an interview, when somebody's meeting you for the first time, they're going to go to that as their first impression of you. So open your LinkedIn right now and say, is this the impression I want to make? Is this it? Is this this, you know, outdated email address? And (laughs) yeah, Um, and and this goes back to the professional branding. discussion earlier in in the show is LinkedIn is the perfect place for you to establish or affirm your thought leadership and engagement and intelligence in that arena that you're in or want to be known for. It's, it's the perfect place. It's so true. Even if you hate social media and you're not on any other yeah. platforms, if you are working, if you're in any professional capacity, you need to be on LinkedIn, period. It, it needs to be a part of your professional identity. Hey, 844-942-7866, you need some LinkedIn tips. Are you the person with 177 contacts and the bland background who hasn't opened LinkedIn in months? Give us a call. We want to help you. We're here with Job Jenny, who is a career strategist and has a fantastic website, jobjenny.com. That's won many awards. And hey, Jenny, where can people reach you or follow you if they want more information after the show? Sure. Well, jobjenny.com is is the home base, if you will, um, for those who have access to um, LinkedIn Premium. Um, I have eight or nine courses on LinkedIn Learning and a couple more launching uh, coming up this month. And then um, at Job Jenny on Twitter and then um, on LinkedIn, um, it's very easy to find me. Just do a little search and, and you'll 
I'll pop right up. And make sure if you reach out, you send a personalized, tailored message so Jenny (laughs) knows where you found her. Hey, 844-942-7866. If it's Thursday noon Eastern, we are taking your calls all hour on Dr. Dawn on Careers. We are here with Jenny Foss, who is a career expert and is helping you with all of these great tips around LinkedIn, around video interviewing. I'm so excited you have more courses coming out this month. Um, I know, I know you're, do- I know Jenny, you're doing them without the teleprompter, which I have yes, to, I have I to am. ask you about well. off air because that's amazing to me. <laughs> so new ball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Doing it in Carpinteria is is definitely um, my preferred way, but but that's awesome. So and and I think a couple of your courses are free, right? Because of the, yes, the, yes. the yeah, mm-hmm. the video interviewing one, which is a great one. Yes, and I believe the um, career strategist guide to, I think it's getting a job. You know, you'd think I'd know the name. <laughs> I know, no, I know. Trust me, I'm with that you. Particular course, we went round and round over what the optimal name was. So I, I get it. You know, it always like muddled in my brain what we ended up with. They should watch um, all of your videos because I've watched most of them and they're great and super helpful. And this is what you create them for, so people can learn how to get inside of the mind of a hirer and recruiter. So we are going to go to Mindy in New York. Mindy, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dr. Dawn. Thanks for taking my call, and I, I listen to the show when I can. Thank you. So I'm a busy entrepreneur. I have my own sales agency, and I, I definitely am listening and laughing about the LinkedIn profile. Definitely need to update my LinkedIn profile um, but it's okay. I was just curious how you feel about hiring someone to um, update uh, something like that. Ooh, this is Job Jenny's specialty. <laughs> so me? I'm oh, going. I feel really good about it. I'm going right to you. <laughs> Full disclosure: that's that's one of the services that we offer. So here's what I'll say to that, and, and, and you know, understand that I do provide those services. So that's coming from that bias, but. I also will say that my, my field that I am in, there are no um, certifications or licenses required to you know, put out a shingle and say, I'm a LinkedIn profile writer or I'm a resume writer. And so, unfortunately, you do get a, a wide mix of talent when it comes to this. Um, so for anyone that is considering uh, engaging the services of, of a professional or an outside person, always do a little research on, on who that is or do they farm the, the projects out to contractors, who are those contractors, um, what is their approach, what is their philosophy. Um, just make sure that you feel like you align with, with their process and their mindset and their expertise. Um, and, and if you do, it can be a really great experience because, I mean, I'm not a mechanic. I can't go out to my garage right now and, well, I could, but, you know, I can't dig around and fix something. Um, so I, I need to rely on professionals. It, it, same thing. If, if you feel like you just aren't going to do it justice, it's worth exploring. 
Yeah, I agree. I think I think partnering with somebody who has a history of doing it too. I've seen a lot of people hang shingles to your point, Jenny, after the the pandemic hit and people recognized that job and career work was increasing. And so, you know, if some I'm not saying just because you're new you're not great at it, but I do think I just actually published an article on this, should I hire a career coach? And it, it lists all the things that you should consider, Mindy, around um, you know, are they making guarantees? Do they give you a free consult do you feel comfortable with what they're they're telling you to do do they take your your side into account do they listen to you or are they giving you just kind of slapping up some standard uh, template that they use for everybody because those are signs that you know they're not um they're, they're probably not going to be as helpful, especially if you have your own business and you need something that's highly custom and you want customers to find you. I mean, that could be slightly different than having a profile for job seek for for recruiters to find you. So you want to find somebody who does that specifically. And um, uh, that's to Jenny's point. There's a lot of people who will agree to take your money and do it. But but that's not that's not the end all be all. So, um, Mindy, thank you so much for calling. I hope that you find somebody. LinkedIn has a ProFinder as well, which is, is a helpful tool that a lot of people don't use if you're looking for a coach. But definitely check out my article, um, Should I Hire a Career Coach? Because it gives you a lot of things to ask the person, a lot of red flags to watch out for when you're hiring somebody Um Obviously, never pay people large sums of money to guarantee you a job. That is definitely no. a scam. <laughs> so any other red flags, Jenny, that you that you tend to see? I will say if somebody does not have a large team that you're aware of yet seems to have endless availability, that, that there may be a reason for that. Um, if the price is really low... You got to think about this. This is your expectation is that somebody is going to take your project, hear you out on what your goals and needs are, take your information, and and create like craft something that represents your career story, where you've been and where you're heading. So if someone's charging a hundred dollars for that or less, how how is that person even making a living? Right. That's. It, it, you could go work at at a fast food restaurant and probably make more per hour. So if it seems too good to be true, I would say that in general, it very well might be. Yeah, I, I, that's always a great sign. If something's too good to be true, chances are it very much is. Mindy, thank you for bringing up this great topic. I know a lot of people are thinking about hiring somebody right now, and they're hesitant because they don't know what they should be thinking about. So we appreciate you giving us a call, 844-942-7866. If it's Thursday, we are live on Dr. Dawn on Careers. We are here with Job Jenny, and we are going to answer our pre-break quiz so you don't have to wait till next week. So it's October. They're all horror, all Halloween quizzes because it's fun. So we're talking about candy and the most popular candies in each state. So most of them, Reese's, M&M's, Snickers, Milk Duds, things you would expect. But South Dakota had a more unusual choice, which is a candy, but I think is vile. Dion. <laughs> vile is such a strong word. Yeah, well, when you hear the answer, you'll... I'm, I'm going to say licorice. I feel like licorice is, is vile. Darn, you took my answer. Oh, you took Jenny's answer. <laughs> It's not licorice, but I mean, like Twizzlers. You think Twizzlers? No, not no. Twizzlers are fine. I mean, like the the oh, the, like, 
the like, black ones. Oh yeah, no, no. Like black jelly beans. They're they're terrible. Yeah, I don't they just need to stop with that. Um no, it's even more vile. Uh hey, hey Dana, do you have an answer? Is Dana yeah. I'm gonna guess um candy corn, which I think is vile. <laughs> What? I don't think candy corn is vile. It's not I, great, it, but it's, yeah, I'm, I'm with Dawn. It's, it's, it's not great, but it's not vile. <laughs> you mix it with peanuts. Hasn't anybody ever taught you guys that? It's amazing. Oh, oh okay. We well, learned. Really? Is now uh, Dr. Dawn on cooking? Um, all right, all right, <laughs> Jenny. So since Dion took your answer, do you have another one? Is it circus peanuts? <laughs> 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 That's more creative than my answer. Yeah. So I will tell you what it is. You can tell me if it's vile. It's gummy worms. Gummy worms oh, are no, great. It's not vile. It's not vile. Gummy worms are vile. Oh, they're just gummy, gummy worms are awesome. Oh, gross. Okay. Especially well, I, the sour ones. Better than chocolate, though. Well, no. Oh, no. Well, no. 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 Okay. Well, well you, 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 you've got. You're, you're going chocolate and vile. There's like a gray area all right, in there. All right. yeah. But gummy <laughs> worms are not area. in it. Candy corn. Candy corn's in the in the gray area. Wait, candy corn is better than gummy worms? Way. Are you serious right <laughs> now? With peanuts. Yeah. yeah, with peanuts especially. <laughs> Maybe I'll try gummy worms with peanuts. Maybe that's don't, what I'm don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. So that's I will vile. say... I, it is vile. <laughs> I will say Kentucky picked Swedish fish, which I adore. I think, Sweet, I think that's pretty much gummy worms. No, no, they're very different. <laughs> and anybody who knows Swedish fish knows they're very different from gummy worms. So I'm just going to leave you with that. Oh, gummy worms. Ugh. All right. Is it a texture issue? Yeah, it's a texture issue. It's the fact that they're shaped like worms. There's so many bad things. So I can't. I just can't get into it. So, all right. Well, we're out of time. We're going to end on that note. You've been listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM 132. Thank you so much to Job Jenny, Dion, Dana, all of our listeners and callers. We are here live for you every Thursday. So get your questions ready because we will be back next week with more job search and career advice as well as taking your calls all hour. This is Sirius XM channel 132. Site from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.